0: We got a lot of emails to get to on the Minnesota goodbye. Are you ready, I'm Jennifer? Ready. Let's
1: do it. Okay, making
0: sure all my buttons are all set, and let's go. the The big source of email, the big source of content on the Minnesota goodbye, is from you, Dave and Jenny. Please don't say my name. The other day, while sitting on the lawnmower for four and a half hours, I was thinking about how things have changed. 32 years ago, I was a senior in high school, and I won backstage passes to a great white concert in La Crosse, Wisconsin. I had to go to the radio station in Rochester to pick up my tickets. I got to meet the locally famous DJ, and I thought that was great. While I was walking in front of him to leave, he said, oh, I like what I see, meaning I have a nice ass. Mm -hmm. I was 17, and I laughed, and I didn't think much about it at the time. Now I think gross. Wow, if that DJ would say something like that now, he would be missing some teeth. Uh, I'm definitely not a prude. I can get raunchy with the best. Just thought I would write and share. Thanks for being part of my routine. You all are, are awesome. That is, uh, she signs it Dartlick, but she doesn't want me to say her name. Um, I That is one of the things that, that it's funny. Things have changed so much mm-hmm. to the fact that it's like you look at things and you go, are you kidding? Songs, for example, about 16-year-old girls. You're 16, you're beautiful in your mind. She was only 16, only 16. Uh, Sweet little 16 is another one. And then there was one by, she's just 16 years old. And back then, it was acceptable to sing a song about how you're hot for a 16-year-old girl. There was one by the Stray Cats called, She's Sexy and 17. And... I'm sure that they would never even do that song in concert now. You'd no, have to be like, she's not. sexy and 33. Um uh, But things have changed. And I remember those days when guys used to say things like that and women were expected culturally, socially to go. <laughs> to be
1: flattered. <laughs> to be flattered.
0: Yeah. And. Uh, it is. It's just, you know, what is is such an interesting observation. It really is very true. So thanks for sending that. Moving on. Remember yesterday we had the age difference uh, story? Yeah. And she was talking about how, you know, she's got the age difference, not sure whether. And I said, well, it really kind of matters whether you're 20 and he is 34 because there's a 14-year age difference. Mm-hmm. So she writes in to say a follow-up, some details I didn't include. He's for, I'm a 44. I'm 44. He's 31. Okay. So- makes a difference. I think my biggest reservation is when I was in high school, I dated somebody that was far too old for me. I was 17 and they were 30. So I'm thinking of that experience and it's holding me back. I know that based on our ages, this would be completely different. And I think you're right. We really care about each other. So we should give it a fair shot and see what happens.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Those are very different scenarios. When you're 17, your brain isn't fully developed. You, I mean, you can look at that, unfortunately, as like grooming almost was could have been involved when you're that young. But 30 and 44, a 30-year-old person knows who they are. Their brains develop. They can make their own adult decisions. So I wouldn't say it's like, because I feel like she was saying it was kind of like creepy that she dated someone that was 30 when she was 17. And it's like bad on that person. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's very different.
0: Well, I think 44 and 31, yeah, you're older than him. And you're a slightly, slightly different place. But if you care about each other, I think it can definitely be doable. I would not rule that one out. Uh, Thanks for all you're doing in the community. Love the show and the Minnesota Goodbye podcast. And thank you. I will not say her name. Next one. Uh, I'm going to scroll up here for a minute. And uh, there was a follow-up to the the age difference thing. So I want to see if I can find it here really quick. And I might be able to, and I might not. So
1: many emails to go through. It's hard. We do. We do have a (laughs)
0: lot of emails. So let me just start at the top, and I'll try to work my way down to it. Hello, I'm Kate. I wrote in a while ago before the Jenny Fallon change, and you read my email on the pod. Thank you. It was nice to hear you read my email. I'm the one who had insomnia and was so happy to hear Drake on the air uh, in the early morning around 2 or 3. Uh, side note, I miss Fallon in the mornings, but I'm also loving the change. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm back awake with insomnia at 3.30. I turned on KWB again. Happy to hear Drake. It makes me feel like I'm not the only one awake right now. Aww. I listen to y'all between 7 a.m. and 10, and I've really come to enjoy having Drake on the morning show. It's been a treat when I hear him on the air outside the morning show. Dave, I think a lot about what radio and radio about what radio and radio personalities provide for the community and what you say is so true. I want to thank you, Jenny and Drake, for what you do. I believe you're providing a public service not dissimilar to libraries or city workers. You provide connectedness in a time when many people feel disconnected or lonely, and you all provide a feeling of community and provide the glue that holds people together. Many people depend on being able to turn on KWB and hear a familiar voice or a familiar song that helps them feel like they're not alone. Mm -hmm. I really think that's true. There are a lot of people who are experiencing loneliness that surprises them because they don't have the office community to go in. I know most of my friends now work remotely, and while they like it, they still are not experiencing that, you know, that sense of sitting next to Clarissa in the next cube and Mm -hmm. going down to get coffee at Starbucks and going out to happy hour afterward. So uh, I think that the radio station and us, we do provide. And you provide us a Sense of Community, too. Yeah. Because doing the show, I mean, yeah, I get to hang out with my friends Jenny and Drake. But I really think that people who listen to the show, I think of them as friends. And that's why I have so much respect and affection for people who listen to the show. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of radio people think of, of, of the listeners as numbers. And uh, I've heard people refer to them as prize pigs and uh, other ugly words. It's like, no, screw you. These people are just like us. They just happen to listen to the radio. And I don't like the word listeners either, really,
1: Mm -hmm. because
0: you're so much more than a listener. Yeah. That's kind of like saying, oh, customers. Yeah, it's not a demeaning term, but you're also so much more than a customer. Anyway, she goes on to say that's my long-winded way of saying thank you. You make a big difference in a lot of people's lives, mine included. I hope you never doubt the importance of what you do and the positive effects of the, you have on those around you. Thank you. Love you, Kate. Kate, day made. <clears throat> Seriously, love that. Next one. Oh, here it is. This is from uh, Charisse. Uh, she says, I wanted to write in, get, she's a regular writer, to give some advice to the woman that wrote in yesterday on the podcast about being in a relationship with a guy 13 years younger than her. I am 45, but when I was 34, I tried dating a guy that was 23. It did not end well. We were just in two different places in life at that time. I was ready to settle down. He was still in the party phase, which is why it didn't work. That was my experience, and hers might be different depending on their ages. Love you guys and listen every day from Charisse. So thank you, Charisse. And I'm going to hit delete and move on to the next email. This is from our boy Dan. Dan is the one, you know Dan, he uh, wrapped an ATV around a tree years ago. His brain is still very sharp, but his speech is impeded a little bit. I'm mm-hmm. not sure if that's the PC term, but that son of a bitch has a smart mouth on him and I'm going to punch <laughs> him one day. He came down to see us at uh, Devani's yesterday. He did.
1: Yeah, I met him for the first time in person. And, yeah, he is great. He is just like a ball of energy, super funny, just a great human.
0: And he writes in and says, "Uh, Dan, here from Apple Valley, I donated his uh, jacket, snowsuit, and a few hats Thursday for your coat drive, and that's a great thing. Uh, But I have to admit, I did a bit of a bad thing and took two slices of pizza while inside. (laughs) No big deal. Your dart-licking friend, Daniel. Uh, Daniel, thank you. I think it was only one piece of pizza inside. I don't think they were counting. Yeah. They were just had the, the Devonis people were so wonderful. And like a whole office full of them came by. Mm. And the staff was great. And corporate was great. And management yeah. was great. And the Pilgrim crew was there too. We had such a good time. We love meeting people who listen to the show. Yes. Uh, next one is uh, says hello, Minnesota goodbye. I wrote a little while ago asking your opinion on inviting people over at houses, their house seating, and I appreciated hearing your perspectives. Another question, I'm a college student, live on campus, I go between studying, hanging out with my friends, and events with my student organizations. I'm pretty busy almost every day, but I love it, busy enough that I don't really have time to call or visit my parents often. I'm about 50 minutes from home, so it's not unreasonable to drive, but in all honesty, I love college far more than being home. However, I know my mom misses me greatly, especially because she's a teacher and she's having a rough time at work. I feel bad that I don't have time to go home, but I don't know how to make my mom feel better. My little brother is still in the house. I'm a college sophomore, so it's not the first year she's had to deal with me being gone. I even have be real with my mom. Explain what be real is.
1: So basically there's like a time that it goes off every single day and you take a picture in that moment. It is not your stage, beautiful Instagram photo. It's like you're being real. This is what's happening. So it takes a selfie of you, but then also an outward picture of what's in front of you. So it shows you exactly what you look like at that moment and what you're doing as you can see what's in front of you.
0: Uh, So she says, Mom gets that. She gets to see a snapshot of my day every day. I don't think it's enough. Dave, as an empty nester, did Beth, Allison, or Carson do anything that made being an empty nester easier? Um, The one thing they did was they were very happy when they came home. When they came home, it wasn't often, but they really loved being at home. And I think if you go home and show your mom that you really love being there and, you know, make cookies with her or watch a movie with her or go to Applebee's with her and let her know that when you're home, you just love it. And try to put down your phone and don't text your friends as much and let mom know that you just love being there because Carson, Beth, and Allison, Chase grew up with his mama in Arizona. And whenever they'd come home, they always... I could tell they were happy to be there. Mm -hmm. And I know you like school better, but it'll mean the world to mom. And I will tell you this one, too. Until you become a parent, you don't realize the love that we have for our kids. And when you—I moved away from my mom and dad when I was 21 years old, and I never came back except for a few days on vacation. And they missed me terribly, even my dad, who wasn't emotional, he really missed me, and I never understood that until I had. So you, so try to spend a little bit more time. I would say, because one day you'll go when mom and dad are not around anymore. I hate to bring it up. You'll be happy that you spent more time with them.
1: Yeah, I was very guilty because I was. I'm four and a half hours away from my hometown, and so when I was in college and like many years after, I would go home and I'd go out and party with all my high school friends. Of course, and yeah. I wasn't of home very often, even when I was visiting. And now at this point in my life. You know, I go home with Andrew. We spend all of our time with my family. I don't even see anyone else that I'm friends with, honestly. And I always try to make an effort to sit down when my mom, my mom's always on the go. And she, but she also bakes a lot and she always wants to make us stuff when we're home. So she's always in the kitchen usually if she's home. And so Andrew and I will make an effort to like sit in the kitchen, just sit at the table while she's doing whatever she's doing and just talk to her because Otherwise, it's like we're, we've we got plans, we've got things we want to do while we're home, and then we don't even get a chance to even talk almost.
0: Yeah. No, and I totally get that. When you would go home, you'd want to go party with your friends. That's what I did. When I'd come home and visit my mom and dad, I'm 22, 23 years old. I'm out with my buddies from my hometown and out, like, you know, doing things. But I still, I liked being around my mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And so I really think that when you go home, spend time – And the be real thing is great. You're doing doing the best you can. Uh, And uh, she says, dart lick, dart lick from Cassie. So thank you, Cassie. And I'm going to hit delete on that one. Uh, I'm going to save this one because it is a great group therapy. And uh, I'm going to go down to this one. Here we go. Uh, About 30 minutes ago, I got back from seeing a movie with my kids, Paw Patrol. My oldest is five and in kindergarten, and I have three year old twins. So, MEA was the perfect time to solo mom them over to the movie theater. They did amazing. They didn't make a peep, unlike the adults behind us. But I brought in waters instead of buying them. I didn't feel like accidentally having a spill, so I brought them in uh, camelbacks, which is like the, you know, the, you know what a camelback yep. is. And oh my God, I still feel guilty. We bought a huge freaking bucket of popcorn, but I feel guilty about water. What's wrong with me? Nothing. I mean, I give people a hard time. It's like you're not supposed to bring food and drink into the theater. Part of the profit they make. You know what? You're fine. Number one, you bought popcorn.
1: Well, and they also have water fountains in the theater. So you could very well get away with not ever buying water there, even if you didn't bring your Camelbacks or a water bottle in. You can just go drink out of the water fountain.
0: I think the fact that you feel a little bit guilty also shows that you're fine. You're a good person. You felt a little bit guilty. I wonder what the requirement is. Our building has a water fountain. I never use it. If I get water, I go back to the water thing back in the kitchen that has the filters and stuff. But I wonder if there's like a building code that every building has to have a water fountain.
1: Oh, yeah, probably. Because think
0: about it. Every building you go into has got a water fountain. Uh, Okay. This is from Todd. He says, what did the Vikings fan say after his team won the Super Bowl? Damn it, Mom, why'd you wake me up? I was having an amazing dream, Ooh, ok. My I head get did it. go
1: to dream somehow, but I didn't know what the answer would be.
0: That's funny. Anyway, coming up in November to visit the area, is there any good hiking spots near Minneapolis other than Minnehaha Falls. What do you think, Jenny? anything?
1: Um, you could do Fort Snelling State Park. That's within Minneapolis, kind of close to Minnehaha Falls, actually. That's a good one within the cities, outside of the cities, like not too far. You could do Afton State Park. Um, we just went up to Taylor's Falls the other day and did interna- Interstate State Park. And I will say that the Wisconsin side is better at you that state that. park. Yeah.
0: I get it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but um, – Yeah, there's not a whole ton of hiking trails. I mean, the trails around the lakes in Uptown are beautiful. It's not hiking. It's not hiking. It's just a
0: walk, yeah. Yeah,
1: so that's probably the best I can think of right now.
0: Taylor's Falls, not Taylor's Falls, um, Afton, Afton State Park. Yep. It's got some great trails, and uh, when I was with Boy Scouts, we went hiking over there quite often, and there's even some backpacking campsites over there, too, so we did that. Uh, This is going to be the last one for now, and here we go from Cessna. I like that name. It's not spelled like the airplane, but I think it's said like the airplane. They are from Hermitage, Tennessee. I love that cool. people listen when they don't even live here. I, that's very flattering. I found you guys through Reddit in July, and you instantly became my top radio podcast to listen to every day. Wow, that is amazing. Yeah, that's I awesome. don't have a job at the moment, so you guys make my days a lot less lonely. I've listened to everything Apple Podcast has for the show podcast. So from around Halloween last year until now, wow. Is there any way to listen to older episodes? Apple and iHeart only show the last 1,000, and with the show being broken up, that doesn't go very far back. Either way, I'm glad I found you guys. Thanks for being so great and helping me through a tough and lonely time. Love you guys from Cessna. Jenny, is there any way to go back and listen to older shows? I
1: don't think so. Honestly, we have changed the systems that we use to upload podcasts and stuff over the years And due to all those changes, we've kind of just lost that audio, unfortunately, that is, I don't know, five plus years old or whatever it might be.
0: I'm flattered that, see, to me, I'm so flattered that anybody would go back and listen to old episodes like Mm -hmm. you binge, like old episodes of Suits, which is what I'm doing right now. Find that very, very um, flattering and a very humbled and honored that you would even listen. Um, Okay, I got one more. I know I said that was the last one, but I'm going to work this one in. Heard you guys talking about a lady who wasn't happy that her date took her to the Cheesecake Factory. If it was me, I would ditch her or take her back home. Also, funny how you guys mentioned Applebee's. Fifteen years ago, when my wife and I were dating, we had our first date at Applebee's during breakfast. After that, we went to watch a movie. Uh I love that. We did go to the Cheesecake Factory once with my wife's brother and his girlfriend at the time. I thought it was a pretty decent place. I mean, they serve calamari. So I guess it was fancy. Uh, super Dart Lick, that's from Chow. And Chow is a regular contributor, and we appreciate that. Uh, and that is going to do it. If you send an email in and you're going, hey, they, they didn't read it, uh, we kind of ran out of time, but we are saving everyone, and we'll get to as many as we can. Our, our, my plan is to get to every single email yes. that people wrote in that works for the Minnesota Goodbye. So if you didn't hear yours on there today, Uh, Keep listening. Check it out on Monday, Tuesday, next week, and we will work hard to get your email on there. Maybe one day we should do an extended version of the Minnesota Goodbye and get everybody on there. Anyway, thank you for listening. Have a great weekend.